When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone, and with me, as always, is your co-host, is Andy Hart over there. Rock-a-doodle-doo, Bunk Bunkers. Time to get up and greet the day. Do your stretchies, do your yawnies. Hey, yo, Andy, why don't you uh, pass me another brew, bro? I see you got a big old 40-pack of Keystones over there. I want to get one of theirs and do a shirt gun of a burr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to head out to the stadium. Uh, maybe stop off for a Permany Brothers uh, sandwich after the the game there. The Stillers Iggles? game. You're going to see the Eagles? Oh, Stillers versus Eagles. Battle of the Keystone State. <laughs> Bugfuckers, we're doing... I, I, you know what we should have done? We should have said... Uh, we should have said, uh, howdy, y'all. Because we're doing a friggin' encrypted rodeo this week, Andy. Yeehaw! Woo! Saddle up and hit, hit the trail. We're doing like, what, like four, five, fucking 40 different oh cryptids today? Oh my God, yeah. We got 56 cryptids <laughs> on tap for you. And they're all from Pennsylvania. It's true. There's a Pennsylvania cryptid rodeo. A Pennsylvania cryptid rodeo. You know it. You love it. You've been to one yourself. You've had your chance to ride a cryptid. Uh, how long could you stay on the cryptid? I made it two seconds. Yeah, before you were kicked off. <laughs> yeah, before I got asked to stop abusing the cryptid. <laughs> yeah, the rodeo clowns had to pull you off. Um, the, the bunker rodeos in town, and this we're in the beautiful mm-hmm. Keystone State of Pennsylvania. Yeah, and this comes to us from uh, a few different bunk bunkers. Yeah, this is actually inspired by uh, Sam on Instagram. Thank Sam, you, Sam. Thank you. Sam suggested that we that Pennsylvania's chock full of cryptids and paranormal things and sam suggested that we do an episode on pennsylvania do a roundup recently in the bunker discord uh you know one of our beloved bunk funkers bunk funkers proud patrons that's right bina suggest brought up the squonk the squonk which i had never heard of the squonk is a pennsylvania cryptid and you identified with it very 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 much (laughs) everybody if you don't love the squonk after we talk about it i don't love you (laughs) Because the squonk is 
Well, up. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna want to give away because you want to stick around to the end and hear what I have to say about the squonk. But let's just say the squonk. Let's just put it top this way: tire cryptid. Uh, Andy's Andy's own grandmother talked shit about the squonk. He buried her in the fucking ground. He buried now, her alive. Now, in my defense, Kane versus Undertaker style. Yeah, buried her. Now, in my defense, she could have died soon. We don't know. <laughs> Well, I know every bunkfucker listening is dying to get to this cryptid roundup rodeo. And of course you can. You can look in the show notes. There's a timestamp. You can lasso the timestamp <laughs> and hog tie it right down to, to your podcast app and sure. you know, do do your thing. Figure it out. Yeah. Uh yeah, figure it out. There's a timestamp, take you right to when the research begins. But first, eh, you know, Andy and I gotta talk about what's been going on in the bunker. Little awkward, little awkward. Uh, this has been uh, this has been a weird, uh, uncomfortable week. I think yeah. for everybody in the bunker, right? Let's just say the honeymoon is over. The honeymoon is over, bunk bunkers. Uh, the the honeymoon phase of Andy and I's relationship is done. It's dead. <laughs> uh, look, we're this is a totally platonic relationship. It's freaking platonic. We're not married. No. We live together in the bunker. No. We co-parent yeah. Peon Musk and adult baby David Crosby. Right. But we don't have sex. We are not married. And we don't want to be. <laughs> Especially not after this week. It's been rough. Some some dirty laundry's been airing. Yeah. And we're not talking about we're, we're not actual talking about, dirty laundry. And we're not talking about Which Brian. has been piling up. Oh, I thought we were gonna I thought you were gonna do a Brian laundry joke. Wow. <laughs> Topical. Yeah, very topical. <laughs> Way to date the episode. You whoopsie. Dog the Bounty Hunter is going to come after me. <laughs> I hope Dong the I'm Bounty dating, Hunter. Hey, I'm dating your episode. Guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> uh, me. Uh, no, Andy and I, you know, we there's little things. Because we're more than roommates. Yeah. We're more than roommates, but we're less... Less than lovers. Less than lovers. We all remember that classic Lionel Richie song, More Than Roommates, Less Than Lovers. That's right. And so there's little traits that each of us have um, that, you know, kind of gets on our nerves. And, and classic marital argument. Right. Classic. This Every married couple listening to the show knows that you've had this argument with your partner. Look, we've all, look, I mean, it's so cliche, but it's so, it's a cliche because, because it's true. It's true. Because every married couple on earth has this argument every single one <laughs> every day <laughs> almost every day for yeah. their entire lives as long as they're married uh and that that argument is is of course um the toilet seat the toilet seat the leaving the toilet seat up or down but of course you know i mean this is and this is classic it, it's it's you know you unscrew the toilet seat i take the toilet seat completely off of the toilet you because, remove it completely at the hinge. Right. I don't, the toilet seat gets in the way. I mean, there's too many layers to it. I want to sit on the rim of the toilet. It's too complicated for you to figure and out. And do my business. And yeah, I unscrew the toilet seat. I set it beside the toilet. And when I'm done, I walk away. You like a, a snug fit in the toilet. I like a snug fit. I like to be able to fill the top of the bowl with my body. I like to sink in. I don't like splashback. Yeah. So, so I like, you want your butt cheeks kind of just gently caressing the water. Yeah. If the water touches, that's fine. I don't want it. I don't want a splashing though. It's so unsanitary. Now, but here's the thing, Andy, is you don't put the toilet seat back. I don't put it back. How am I supposed to put it back? I don't have time to unscrew it every time I need to use the toilet. I can't put it back on. 
95% of the trips I make to the bathroom are emergencies. <laughs> 95%. You got to stop holding it in until you're ready to drop. You're not a fucking garbage truck or a dump truck. Okay? You don't need to hold the whole day's worth of buildup and then un- offload it in one trip. This isn't logistics, Andy. You could go to the bathroom whenever you want. Look, I'm a competitive poop holder, okay? I I have to train because someday I'm going to be up on that stage when professional poop holding becomes a thing that exists in the earth. And I'm going to be holding it in for days at a time. It's you and Dave Matthews band. That's it. You're the only people in the world who want that in the Olympics. Yeah. And me and Dave Matthews. We Dave co- Matthews famously dropped a load of shit off their tour bus onto a unsuspecting uh, group of tourists taking a Chicago river ride. This is a true story. Uh, mm-hmm. Offloaded literally their tour bus leaked shit. Right. So it's you and Dave Matthews. Dave, the only two people on the planet who want to have see competitive poop holding in the Olympics. Dave, Dave and I co-wrote a song to raise awareness for the need for competitive poop. Let's hear this one. It's called it's called uh just a little bit longer. (laughs) It's not called shit crashes or uh People go marching no, to it's the n- toilet. No, it's not a parody. It's okay. an original song. It's an original song. Just a little bit longer. Make your sphincter stronger. Prove to the world that you can do it. Hold in your poop for days. Think of the many ways you're helping the environment. Just a little bit longer. Sphincter's getting stronger. Hold it in. Hold it in. Never surrender. Don't give up. Keep on holding it in. Competitive poop holding should be a sport. What do you think? You've got some witty retort. You can't have an argument because this one's perfectly made. Your logic fell apart. The day my turd stayed inside my body. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. So there's an environmental angle to it. Yeah, flushing toilets. There's, you're making, trying to make logical arguments. <laughs> you're trying to have like a full-on debate in the song. Yeah, yeah. It's Before and after the little uh, trumpet and like jazz fucking solo in there. Yeah, there's like a, you know, there's like a fiddle and an electric fiddle and a saxophone and a trumpet i could see lots of 90s era frat bros rocking out to that dave matthews song yeah because it's good music and it makes you think that being said i don't agree with anything you and dave matthews are doing together um i fucking wish you both nothing but the worst um <laughs> and see bunk funkers this is what i'm talking about i never signed up to be in a platonic relationship you know i i'm more than happy to be in a platonic relationship Raising a teenage undead Sasquatch son, an adult baby David Crosby, in living in a bunker, uh, being a grotesque cryptid ourselves, podcasting occasionally when we feel like it and also get forced to with you. I did not sign up. I signed up for all that. I did not sign up to live with a competitive shitholder. Well, and the bullshit unintended of you not screwing the toilet seat back. If you were an Olympic lifter, and you just left your fucking weights all over the floor 
and you're fucking gym chalk all over the place. I mean, that would be bullshit, Andy. You have to clean up after yourself. I would if I was a competitive lifter because lifting those weights is part of the training. And it's not just competitive poop holding. My training for competitive poop holding for the day it becomes an Olympic sport in 2028. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's also, it's also, it's, it's the fact that, oh, every time we go to the store, oh, we come back and I drink a gallon of milk. I just pop the top on the milk and I drink the gallon of milk and then I barf all over the couch. And you just always yelling at me saying, oh, it's not possible to drink a whole gallon of milk at once. But you know what? It is possible. I did it. Just because I throw up after doesn't mean I did, couldn't do it. No, I'm pretty sure it does. No, it doesn't. And I'm getting better. <laughs> it was a full on minute and a half before I threw up everywhere this last time. A minute and a half. A minute and a half. Yeah. Now it's all over the couch. Yeah. Well, somebody should clean it up. Art. Well, that's the thing. You have a big problem with my Swiffer wet jet. You don't like that I walk around and I Swiffer wet jet all over the place. I use my own concoction. This is my own homemade special cleaning. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the secret. But I use a Swiffer wet jet and I'm always Swiffer wet jetting. I'm wetting all over the place. I'm wet jetting the floors. I'm wet jetting the ceiling. I'm wet jetting the sink. And you keep getting pissed at me. You're saying the Swiffer wet jet is for hardwood surfaces, ceramic tiles only. And I say, Andy, it's my special concoction of cleaning fluid. These are my own fluids that I make. It's very special cleaning fluids. All of our furniture is damp. You Swiffer wet jet the beds. I wet jet the beds. I'm still wet jetting the beds even to this day. <laughs> I thought we, you it's know. A common, it's a common thing. It's not. More common than you think. No. Much more every, common than you think. I've seen it on forums. Not everybody wet jets the bed with their own special solution. Their homemade Swiffer and homemade Swiffer wet jet solution. Also, you, you know, the Swiffer wet jet, it sprays like a little stream in a fan <laughs> shape. Yeah, yours, it's a V formation. Yours doesn't, doesn't split out. It's just a big like blort of liquid. So it's all. It's an ort blort. <laughs> It just makes a big puddle. Oh, it's a blort. Yeah, it's, it's a much more economical. I don't want that full spread. I want to be very targeted with where I'm putting my wet jetting. I'm wet jetting the pool. I'm, you know, I'm wet jetting the bed. Like I said, uh, I wet jet in the shower. He's wet. No shame in he that. He wet jets the cars I inside and the out. Car. I'm working on. I'm working on wet jetting actually the entire bunker, the whole surface as well. I just want to live in a nice, clean environment because you keep making it dirty. What are we going to do here? I don't know. I guess we're going to fight forever because it's easier than addressing our issues. And it's a lot easier than me trying to change my behavior in the slightest to accommodate any other person. And I won't budge either. I, I, am, that, I am that passionate about wet jetting. But can't you see, I'm just as passionate about poop holding in and throwing up milk. Someday. That's what makes us such good daddies is we're so fucking passionate. Yeah. And and I mean, Bunk Bunkers, you know, I think this is cathartic for Andy and I. Yeah. There's an energy in the room. But earlier today, it did come to a head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, it came to a head and came to a clash of clans, essentially yeah. what some people are calling it. 
yeah, it was a real, a real battle royale here. Um, I mean, so we were out, we were out in the sand, and, you know, and things went boom. It was kind of a boom beach situation, <laughs> and you know, we were fighting a lot and shouting. Yeah, and I was firing a shotgun into the air, <laughs> and eventually, Peon and D- David Crosby, they've had enough. they had enough, and. Peon picked Peon picked Art up and lifted him over his head mm-hmm. and David Crosby Crosby, you know, limbered me into a papoose and carried me in here and they dropped us here in the recording studio. Um now just before they did, this guy showed up super out of breath. Really out of breath. So sweaty. More out of breath than me normally. <laughs> she said, Oh, hey. Sorry, I'm late. It's me, Mr. Bunker. I was running late. Sorry, I was at the Taylor's and I was, you know, coming up with this costume and all this stuff. And then I just said, well, I'm already out, so I might as well, you know, finish some errands. I had to run to the bank before it closed. Oof. Sorry, I'm late, guys. I was here to capture you, but I didn't I didn't have time to come up with anything clever. And then he said, oh. Uh, I guess my work here is done. And we're like, you didn't do anything. Fucking these solicitors. I can't stand that shit. There's one thing you and I can agree on. It's these fucking solicitors. <laughs> it's people that come up to the door trying to sell me everything. It's like, no, I don't need cookies. Little girls. Stop interrupting me when I'm trying to hold in my poop. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know what the fuck this guy's deal was, but uh, you know what? Probably life insurance. <laughs> Probably life insurance. You know, sometimes your kids just got to set you straight. Yeah. And that's what happens. You know, that's the great part about being a parent is True. you're actually being raised by the child. We teach our kids so much, but really, they're the ones teaching us. Who's yeah. the boss? Yeah. Who's the boss? Child is the father of the man. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it, bunk bunkers, and um, you know. While we're in here, I guess we're gonna, you know, we're we're gonna deliver you the whole enchilada on these Pennsylvania rodeo, Pen- Pennsylvania cryptid rodeo. Yeah, on this Pennsylvania cryptid rodeo. Yeah, we got a. That's what we're gonna give you. We got a real Tex Mex enchilada, Pen Mex, oh, Pen Mex, <laughs> the famous cuisine. <laughs> no, this is gonna be a great one. If you're into cryptids, you're getting a whole smorgasbord. You're gonna be in heaven. Um, it's gonna be a fun one. A lot of fun cryptids. And if you hate cryptids, mm-hmm. consider having some fun once in a while. Yeah, just enjoy it. Yeah, come along for the ride. We promise to be gentle. Anyway, bunk bunkers, let's get to it. This is the Pennsylvania Cryptid Rodeo here on Mister Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. <laughs> Bunkers, we're saddling up our horses and headed east. That's right, it's a good old-fashioned cryptid rodeo, and it's all happening in the great state of Pennsylvania. Bunk Funkers, save a horse, ride a cryptid. We have a big, fat hole enchilada for you today, stuffed with cryptids, all hailing from the USA's 
Keystone State. Now, if you're not familiar with Pennsylvania, it's a state in the USA's northeast. It borders uh, Lake Erie, one of our great lakes, uh, to the west and is home to part of the Appalachian Mountain Range, which is a lovely destination to go hiking. Yeah. And uh, Pennsylvania was one of the original founding states of the United States, and its largest city, Philadelphia, is used uh, used to be the nation's capital. It's also a land of accents. So what do you think? Jeet? You ready for some cryptids? Oh boy, if I had a quarter for every time somebody asked me that, I'd have enough to buy a glass of water. Anywho's, I hope some of these cryptos are eagles, you know. Well, Art, you'll just have to listen and find out because I'm not giving any hints. <laughs> oh, you scamp. <laughs> now, if you're like me, you love apple picking. Nothing better than fresh apples straight from the orchard. And if you love apple picking, you're not just like me. You're also like our first cryptid. On the eastern shore of the Susquehanna River, in the woods surrounding the Chickies Rock, legends say dwells a hairy little trickster named the Albatwitch. The Albatwitch is approximately four to five um, foot tall, ape-like tree-dwelling critter that's known for its apple lust. Oh, baby. <laughs> in fact, that's where the name Albatwitch comes from, either from apple snitch or apple witch or... You know, maybe it's derived from the German word Alb and Eintenwich. Um, Eintweichen. Eintweichen. Fuck. Meaning elf and escape. But, <laughs> you know, it's probably the apple thing. For, you see, the Albatwitch has been said to steal apples from people passing through the woods where the Albatwitch lives. Some even say that the Albatwitch steals your apple, eats it, and then throws the core back at you while you're standing there going, Hey, where the fuck is my goddamn apple? Don't mess with my fucking apples, okay? Okay, Andy. Jeez, don't shout at me anymore about your fucking apples. God damn it. Fuck. You know how hard it is to pick a fucking apple? Not that hard, but it is an amount of work. Fuck. And what a shitty thing to do. Eat the apple and throw the core back at me. Fuck you. <laughs> God damn fucking Alba Twitch. <laughs> Anywho, Alba Twitch. Sightings go back hundreds of years, all the way back to the time of the Susquehannock Indians, who lived in the area around Chickie's Rock. The Susquehannock also painted ape-like creatures on their war shields. Maybe these were renderings of the Alba Twitch. People started to report apple shenanigans in the late 19th century when... <laughs> <laughs> when Chickie's Rock became a hotspot for picnics, uh, folks would take the trolley from Columbia, Pennsylvania to get their apples eaten by the frisky little Apple Twitch. Alba Twitch. <laughs> well, it's been said that the Alba Twitch were nearly uh, were either nearly or totally extinct as of the late 1800s. The legend of the creatures lives on and the Alba Twitch sightings continue. For example, in the 1980s, a friend of Christopher Vera, who is the president of the Columbia Historic Preservation Society, reported getting pinned against a tree by an albatwitch. The creature fled when the boy's brother yelled, <laughs> Vera's friend must have had one hell of an apple body. Hey, he had those apple bottom jeans, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Albatwitch. <laughs> pinned him against a tree. Woof. The albatwitch's home base, the area around Chickie's Rock, also experiences other strange happenings. People have seen a human-like creature in the woods, and a whip-like sound is sometimes heard at night. Whoop 
Rawhide. Do you guys remember the demonic version of Rawhide? Hey, though, Andy, quit fooling around because there has also been Bigfoot sightings in the area. What? Freaking Bigfoot. Are all these happenings attributable to the impish little Alba Twitch? Today, the Alba Twitch even has its own festival, the appropriately named Alba Twitch Festival. And let me tell you, this festival sounds pretty freaking incredible. It's a fundraiser for two local museums and is described as, quote, a blend of local history and the paranormal with an array of Apple-themed food and craft vendors and activities, end quote. Sign me up! I'm ready for a deep-fried caramel apple and a cored apple full of melted cheese and apple teenies served inside of hollowed-out apples. Oh, baby. You're a real Applejack. I'm a real Apple... Yeah. Now, if you're like me and you're sick and tired of apes stealing our apples, come along with me to northwestern Pennsylvania near the shores of sparkling Lake Erie as we visit our next cryptid in Erie County, PA, in the town of Waterford. Local legends tell of a horrible creature that was known for feasting on livestock and even attacking people. The creature is called the Waterford Sheepman or Goatman and resembles some sort of sheep human hybrid. Uh, some have even said that the creature is more like a Sasquatch uh-oh, than a sheep. The creatures also may be related to Boone County, West Virginia's Sheep Squatch, or even possibly even Goatmen, which have been seen in places like Maryland, Texas, and Louisiana. Whatever its family tree looks like, the Waterford Sheepman itself looks like a tall man with sheep-like features. Sheepman. Sheepman. It's been said that the creature is over six feet tall. It walks bipedally. He's covered in fur, or maybe wool. Has horns on top of its head, and hooves instead of feet. But it still has hands. Wow. Lucky break on that for this creature, because having hooves instead of hands would be pretty fucking useless. Hey, well, Andy, don't fuck around with the sheep man, because those hands also do have long claws. And some say the creature has long canine teeth, just like a sheep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> claws and big teeth. Sheep. sheep are famous for that. Famous for that. Yeah. Uh, witnesses have observed the sheep man running across fields and roads and, and stuff like that. <clears throat> but not all encounters with the sheep man are so innocuous. <laughs> Herb Kinney, who grew up in Waterford, had a friend who was attacked by the sheep man at a covered bridge across LaBeouf Creek on Niemeyer Road. Apparently, the sheep man loved to hide either on top of the bridge or in the rafters, and jump down to terrorize unsuspecting teens who pulled into the covered bridge to have a little smoochy smooch, or maybe some under-the-pants action with their hands. Oh, my God. Now, here's how Herb tells the story. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> That's my version. Yeah, I got it. Let's hear Herb Kinney's version. Quote, It was always said the sheep man lived in a cave on Baghdad Road. He was known to frequent the covered bridge southeast of town on East Street. He was said to hide up in the rafters of the old bridge and jump down and terrorize young lovers that had parked in the bridge. Two couples from Erie were traveling into the bridge late one summer night in a dark blue Ford Mustang convertible with the top down. It had started to sprinkle, so they pulled inside the bridge to put the top down when they were attacked. The boys fought off the creature and peeled out, filling the bridge with smoke from the burning rubber of their tires. The roof of the car was damaged, ripped, torn and mangled to the point it had to be replaced. All four of the young people insisted the incident really happened, telling the tale to their parents. The parents, 
fearing embarrassment, would not allow any police report to be filed. Now, Herb mentioned that the sheep man is rumored to live in a cave on Baghdad Road. In fact, many sightings of the Waterford sheepmen uh, have happened in the vicinity of Baghdad Road. It's even been suggested that the sheep man's origin story begins in that area. Local legends say that on Tamarack Road, which intersects with Baghdad Road west of Waterford, you can find an abandoned farmhouse. In the early 1900s, hundreds, hundreds, in the early 1900s, hundreds, uh, the family that lived in the house mysteriously disappeared, leaving behind all of their belongings, farm animals. Now, locals aren't sure what happened to the family, but when the family disappeared, the Waterford Sheepman appeared. Is it possible that the patriarch of the family was having sex with sheep and it resulted in an unholy offspring that murdered its family and now has an insane bloodlust and hatred of horny teens? Or is it possible that the youngest child in the family was trying to learn magic from a local sorcerer, but the child miscast a spell and turned itself into a hulking sheep man? Maybe. Are either of these part of the creature's official lore? Not to our knowledge. <laughs> According to Erie <laughs> County historian and paranormal investigator Heidi Kir Kirklich Ladal, the creature was likely a myth devised by creative vocational ag students. But it got popular and became a lo favorite local legend. Let's hear it for our future farmers of America. FFA! Now, moving on from beautiful Waterford. We're now traveling near East Waterford as we head to the beautiful Raystown Lake, the largest lake entirely in Pennsylvania, which, you know, obviously we're excluding Lake Erie, which has shared custody between multiple U.S. states and Canada. Now, look, Great Lakes, your mom, Great Britain's Commonwealth Realm of Canada, and I, Britain's former colonies that are now the USA, aren't together anymore. But it wasn't your fault. We need you to understand that. We both find your resources and ability to support shipping very useful. We both still love you very much. We just want what's best for you. Anyway, <laughs> Raystown Lake is an 8,300-acre man-made reservoir in Huntington County, PA. The lake was finished in 1973 and has depths as much as 200 feet. The origins of Raystown Lake are further back. In 1905, when George Ernest Simpson and Warren Brown Simpson decided to start a hydroelectric concern, which became the first Raystown Dam. The first Raystown Dam was destroyed in 1971 as part of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers flood control project that created Raystown Lake. I, know, I just think it's funny that they destroyed the dam. Yeah. Was it an accident? No, it was on purpose. They oh, were, okay. Oh, hold on. All right, you're getting to it. The project also built a new Raystown oh, Dam. Oh, Okay which was completed in 1988. <laughs> you didn't wait for the end of the story. I just got so excited. Bugfuckers, sorry, it was making such a sour face. Why I, would they destroy the dam? I'm sorry, Bugfuckers. Now that you've gotten charged up from all this hydroelectric power talk, like I know I have. I mean, I mean, we're all getting charged. Yeah, everybody's it's, this is pretty shocking information. <laughs> it's wet. It's shocking. <laughs> let's talk about what lurks beneath the waters in Raystown Lake. The lake is said to be home to a potentially huge serpent, sherbert, serpent-like creature, serpent-like creature known as the Raystown Ray. The ray has generally been described as fifty to sixty feet long, Andy, with a serpentine neck, a reptilian head, 
and a body that remains submerged beneath the water. This has led to Ray being nicknamed Pennsylvania's Loch Ness Monster. Similar to Old Nessie, it's hypothesized that Ray could be a surviving paleosaur or some other kind of similar creature. How an ancient dinosaur got into a fairly recently man-made lake is anybody's guess. Now, while not much is definitively known about Ray, a Raystown Lake wildlife biologist, Jeff Krause, put forward an opinion on Ray's behavior. Quote, I believe it must be a vegetarian. We have not seen any evidence of this animal taking fish, geese, otters, or ducks. So I would suggest that our swimmers and boaters are very safe. It appears this animal's habits are similar to manatees, which are completely herbivorous and gentle. The increase of weed beds around the lake is probably providing more food in the shallows for herbivores that would increase sightings, end quote. Ray is known to be a shy little cryptid and doesn't like to have its seductive serpent's body seen by purveying voyeurs, by peeping voyeurs, mm. I should say. Mm. Sexy cryptid. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Mm. You ever want to fuck a snake? <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, public interest in seeing Ray continues to be at an all-time high. Uh, Bill Don Dan and Jack Cervello even wrote a song about the Raystown Ray, begging Ray to show his beautiful body. It goes a little something like this. Raystown Ray, Raystown Ray, please show yourself to us today. Is that the melody? What's the melody? <laughs> that may not be quite it. What's the melody? Uh, let me see. I go. Well, I gotta dig it out of my memory banks. Now. Oh, here we go. Raised. I think it's like Raised Town Ray. Raised Town Ray. Please show yourself to us today. Something like that. Despite Ray's bashful nature, there have been some sightings through the years, starting with the first sighting in 1962, which was at the original Raised Town Dam. During the Raystown Ski Club Water Show, the social event of the season. If you're not there, you might as well not be alive. 100%, Andy. I couldn't agree with you more. Typically, folks who've encountered Ray describe something ominous swimming under the water, or boaters experience sudden turbulence and notice a large wake. Maybe it was me swimming in that lake. <laughs> it was anyway. Andy intertubing. Anyway, here's a typical Ray sighting, which comes from someone known only as John. 2006. Known only as John. John. Quote, while night fishing on the lake, May 14th, 2006, at around 2 a.m., I noticed something large and dark slowly appear in the water approximately 40 yards away. It was very slowly moving through the water. I asked my friend if he could determine what it was. The visible portion was approximately 8 to 12 feet in length. After shining a surefire flashlight at it, it submerged. There were no noticeable features, such as a head or humps. Um, okay. So that wasn't too exciting, and the description is, frankly, not very helpful or sexy. Yeah. But hey, that, bo that might have just been an ad for a surefire flashlight. So that's, true. That think about it. that's true. That's uh, true. <laughs> Gonzo marketing campaign. God damn it. <laughs> he knows just where to hit that niche. <laughs> People who enjoy cryptids, obscure cryptids from Pennsylvania. You're looking for you're looking for a monster in the water at night. It's your fire flashlights. But hey, buckle up, bookbookers, because here's a much more thrilling tale from somebody named only Bill. Bill from 2009. On August 29th, 2009, I was fishing from a boat with my son on Raystown Lake, PA. It was around 6:45 p.m. and we were making our way back to the landing. We were near the Snydertown portion of the lake 
where there is a point of land. As we were heading south, I looked toward the west shore after my son started to point at something. I really have no idea what this thing was, but it looked like a large, thick black snake with a huge head that bobbed in and out of the water. I moved a little bit closer, but my son was getting scared. So I cut the motor and I looked through my binoculars. The body was moving in coils or humps up and down in the water. The creature had no fins, like a fish, and the head was diamond-shaped. The weirdest feature was that the eyes, which were dark, somewhat small and slanted, were not set on the side of the head, but placed forward. I got an, ex- I got an excellent look through the binoculars, I'd say about 50 yards from us when it raised up. Its head moved side to side. It made no sound. I'd say it was at least 20 feet long. My son found an image on the internet that closely resembled what we witnessed. This is nuts! This is nuts! My friends think we saw a large fish or mammal, but there is no way it's either. Please give me some guidance or resources to help identify this. I am skeptical of monsters, ghosts, UFOs, etc., and don't buy into much of what people describe on TV. But now that I have seen something that I can't explain... Let's just say, I'm confused and frustrated. Wow. I really relate to this Bill guy in that I'm also confused and frustrated most of the time. (laughs) Me too. I think. (laughs) Anyway, people have even taken some photos of Ray, or at least what's believed to be Ray. Some pictures are just dark blobs under the water, but in 2006... There was a picture of Ray which appeared to show the classic serpentine body with with a head above the water, just like Nessie. Ray has become a popular local legend, and there's no shortage of cartoon versions of Ray adorning all types of merchandise. Ray is so popular, he's even been trademarked. What a whimsical, bashful lake monster is the Raystown Ray. Of course, some people hate having fun and hate happy little cryptid monsters. These people have hypothesized that Ray is just a big carp, which is a populous fish in Raystown Lake. Some carp in the lake can grow larger than 25 pounds in weight and multiple feet long. While this isn't as big as the Raystown Ray has been reported, it's still a big fish and might have confused people. Finally, we have what could maybe be considered the quote-unquote official word on Raystown Ray. Dwight Beal, who was the operations manager for Raystown Lake from 1987 to 2012, claimed that Ray's life began as an April Fool's joke that took on a life of its own. He even said Jeff Krause, the wildlife biologist, was in on the prank. Wow. Even though he didn't really want to be. Wow. Could this be true? Is Raystown Ray just a big hoax? Would Jeff fucking Krause lie to us? Maybe the only cryptid at Raystown Lake is the absolute troll that is Dwight Beale. Finally, bunkfunkers, we travel to the Hemlock Forest of Pennsylvania. We now have the opportunity to meet what is considered, according to CashNet USA, Pennsylvania's most famous mythical creature, the Squonk. But hey, bunkfunkers, maybe CashNet USA. You know, number one resource for cryptid number information. Number one resource is doing a disservice by referring to the Squonk as a quote-unquote mythical creature who's to say the squonk isn't a real life cryptid now what's a squonk oh my god i'm glad you asked 
The squonk is basically this ugly kind of pig type creature that has a bunch of fucking extra skin, which is covered in warts and gross waxy ears. It's been said the squonks are the ugliest of all creatures in Pennsylvania, including the University of Pennsylvania's mascot, the Quaker. What an ugly fucking mascot. Yoosh. <laughs> Top 10 would not fuck that mascot. No way. What a cube head. I've heard of square jawlines, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> now, squonks know they're ugly and are really ashamed of how they look. This shame leads squonks to mostly hide from view and they cry a lot. If you're lucky enough to catch a squonk, you'll find out that squonks have a great defense mechanism in that they turn themselves into a puddle of tears. A guy named J.P. Wentling found this out the hard way. He lured a squonk into a sack and carried it home when he suddenly noticed the sack felt lighter. He opened the sack and found only a pool of sad squonk tears and bubbles. But Wentling wasn't the first guy to have a run-in with a squonk. It's thought that squonks first entered the popular consciousness in the late 1800s. The creature was first written about in William T. Cox's 1910 book, Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods with a Few Desert and Mountain Beasts. No, I feel like. Not, all right, I feel like William T. Cox came up with the title, but then didn't have enough creatures of the lumber woods, so he just kept adding locations as he kept adding creatures. The <laughs> view desert and mountain beasts, and you know what? And also some uh, ocean creatures thrown in for good mix. Plus, plus, plus tundra. Let's not forget a couple. I threw a couple of tundras in there as well. Wait, how long is this title getting? You're telling me I have no more room on the cover of the book? Uh oh. By, let's by not forget, William D. Cox. Let's not forget areas that aren't quite mountainous but are still more <laughs> high altitude than flatlands. Oh, and don't forget beaches. <laughs> anyway, this is how Cox describes squonks in Fearsome Creatures. Quote, the squonk is of a very retiring disposition, generally traveling about at twilight and dusk. Because of its misfitting skin, which is covered with warts and moles, it is always unhappy. In fact, it is said by people who are best able to judge to be the most morbid of beasts, end quote. To be fair, Bunkfunkers, some people think Cox included the squonk as a warning about overlogging the hemlock forests, lest they disappear forever. Well, a 1939 book by Henry H. Tyron, or uh, Tryon, uh, offered a description of squonks that expanded Cox's earlier account, quote, Probably the homeliest animal in the world and knows it. It is a most retiring, bashful, uh, crepuscular animal uh, garbed in a loose, warty, singularly ill-fitting skin. The squonk is always unhappy, even morbid. He is given to constant weeping over his really upsetting appearance and can sometimes be tracked by his tear-stained trail. Sometimes you can hear one weeping softly himself the sound is a low note of pleading somewhat resembling the call of the cross-feathered snee quote tryon also had a bit of an environmental message in his text as well quote the squonks distribution was once fairly wide the usual habitat being high plains where desert vegetation was abundant History shows beyond dispute that as these areas gradually changed to swampy, lake-dotted country, the squonk was forced to take to the water. Of distinctly low mentality, it traveled constantly around the unaccustomed marches in search of fodder. With time, it developed webbing between its toes, but only on the submerged left feet. Hence, 
on entering the water. It could only swim in circles and never got back to the shore. Fossil bones dredged from these lake bottoms reveal that thousands perished of starvation in this manner. End quote. All right, all you wannabe big game squonk hunters better listen up because we got the hot squonk hunting tips coming at you, baby. Both Cox and Tryon wrote that it was best to hunt for squonks on moonlit nights. Cox said that it was because squonks would move uh, slowly. And Tryon said it was because squonks were afraid to see their own reflection in moonlit pools of water. (laughs) Oh, God. So, bunk buggers, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, it's time to go squonk hunting. I feel like Dean Martin's right here with me. So, while there's not a ton of information available about squonk behavior, probably due to their secretive lives owing to their immense shame at how absolutely disgustingly ugly they are, we do know that squonks reproduce asexually through binary fission. Don't know much about them, but we do know how they reproduce. And this makes (laughs) sense because who wants to fuck a squonk? Would you fuck a squonk? You gonna doink a squonk, bonk bonkers? You're going to doink a squonk? You're going to doink a squonk? Squonk, squonk. Squonks might seem like pathetic fucking losers who definitely have never been or never will be laid. But these little uggos have had a great impact on popular culture and science. And this is this is actually pretty interesting. The band Genesis's 1976 album, A Trick of the Tale, has a track called Squonk. Now, it's a song inspired by the story of J.P. Wetling's uh, Wentling's uh, Squonk Capture. Wentling's story also inspired Daniel Caffrey's play, Gregor and the Squonk. <laughs> wow. Now, and I get this, though. This is what shocked me, too. There's a Steely Dan song called Any Major Dude Will Tell You that references Squonk Tears. Yeah. Incredible. There's also the Pittsburgh-originated uh, music group called Squonk Opera. Now, in science, there are such things as chemical squonks, named after the squonk, which are substances stable in some form, but which may which uh, can't be isolated without decomposing or destroying themselves. Bless the squonk, and bless you, bunk funkers, for riding along with us on this trip through the Keystone State. Sometimes you just got to get out there and wander. Like, let's say your mind tummy needs a little sustenance. You try a sandwich at Permani Brothers, but that doesn't do it. You eat your way through several plates of Scrapple, but it's not working. Then you eat your way through Pats, Geno's, Tommy DeNick's, Pretzels at Snyder's, a Hanover, Tasty Cakes, a whole tray of pizza, and all the hoagies you can dream of. But your mind tummy is still crying out. Take a deep breath, bunk funkers. <sighs> Let's head out into the wilds. Get some fresh air. Once we start walking through the forest, we hear a little whimper. There, cowering amongst the hemlock, we see a terrified creature, which would make the perfect meal to satisfy your hunger. Of course, I'm talking about the whole enchilada. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. 
Welcome back, bunkfuckers. That was our... Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. Nagerie of research into a Pennsylvania cryptid rodeo. Um, Andy, I guess, you know, the question that's on everybody's mind is, uh, I didn't realize you were from Pennsylvania. <laughs> I know a lot of people have been calling me sheep man for years and years and years, <laughs> but uh, it's actually unrelated. <laughs> Squonks, baby. Oh Let's God. get up with the squonk. Let's talk about squonks. Um, get down with the squonk. Uh, Art, I'm going to be honest with you. Squonk, squonk, squonk. About the squonk. Okay, let's be honest about the squonk. Uh, we talk about this a lot when we talk about cryptids. Where do these cryptids raid on your like Mount Rushmore of cryptids? Right. Squonk makes it on my Mount Rushmore of cryptids. Wow. I think this is one of the greatest cryptids in history. Look at this ugly little fucking thing. Such an ugly fucking piece of shit. It's so disgusting looking. It just looks like a real wrinkly, ugly pig. It really does. Um, there's a lot of different fun artist variations of this thing. Um, Jesus Christ. They really just fucking, they're just like, hey, fuck this. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fuck. I understand why the squonk has ca captured people's imaginations. Um. What's not to love about it? What is not to love about it? It's a disgusting. It's totally. It doesn't attack anybody. No. It just wants to live in shame and die peacefully. <laughs> Every human can relate to the squonk. You can only hunt it on moonlit nights because it's afraid of looking at itself. <laughs> it, it can't outrun you because it's too afraid of seeing itself. Paralyzed by fear. Too afraid to even self-preserve it because it's so afraid of seeing itself. Oh, the cruelest of all animals. Yeah. And then if you do catch one, it just dissolves into, into a puddle of tears. To a puddle of tears. Kills itself. Tears and bubbles. Into tears. Just tears to avoid being captured. Very emo. It's yeah. probably the emo, most emo cryptid. Most uh, emo cryptid I've ever heard of. That we've ever heard of. But yeah. um, No, this is a fun menagerie of uh, Pennsylvanian cryptids. Yeah. I, a good assortment. A lot of fun ones here. Good picks. Um, you know, I, I like all of them. I really do. I like a lot of them. I mean, even... Uh, I guess if I had to rank them, I think it's Squonk is number one. Mm -hmm. I like I like the Alba Twitch, I think, at number two. That's wow. a fun, okay. weird, little clever one. This little monkey man who's stealing apples and shit, yeah. living in the trees, being a little trickster. And then uh, close third is the Sheepman. Um, and then, yeah, Ray is going in fourth, unfortunately. It's kind of a Loch Ness clone that uh, I probably believe. I kind of believe it, but also at the same time, like it's the one I believe the least. It's the one that's got the most questionable origin story. Yeah. Because it's trademarked. Yeah. Well, and plus the lake was built in the seventies. Right. How could a, like, how could a dinosaur live there? You know, it's not like, Oh, this was a natural lake, huge lake. If they found a dinosaur in Lake Erie, then you'd be like, well, maybe. Right. But if to find like it in a man-made lake, lake that wasn't really completed until the 70s. Like, right. Hmm. 
Hard to believe. A little, bit, believe that a little bit skeptical of that. The Sheep Man's kind of cool, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why it gets called a Sheep Man, to be honest. It's I not guess very sheep like. I just because I guess because it's got horns. Yeah, it's very um, and hooves. Sheep in the big city. Um, but then claws and big teeth. They just keep adding on to it. Yeah. It's like it started as like a sheep man, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, it's also got rings, beautiful bat rings that when it unfurls, it's actually got, it's actually really naughty. It's got a dark side and glowing yellow eyes, um, strong thighs and calves. Like, okay. And then it's like, it got the feet of a duck, body of a sheep man. Rippling Jesus-like muscles, Jesus on the cross-style muscles, otter mode, swimsuit ready, posed nude, or Sports Illustrated. Like, okay. How much more are you going to add to this? It's got a fucking a hairy chest, Sean Connery's chest. Um, It's like, all right, got a gold medallion. Where's the medallion constantly? You can't steal its medallion. That's where its heart lives. It's like, all right, are we done? Little known fact, bonefuckers, Lauren Michaels originated the Waterford Sheepman story. <laughs> it's like, how much you get out of this thing? It's just a sheep man. Did you go by? <laughs> he's one he's one bad motherfucker. <laughs> also, the sheep man. The sheep man just kind of terrorizes people that visit a bridge. Yeah. And then otherwise he just kind of runs <laughs> runs around. Yeah, like what the fuck else is he doing? Easily easily disposed like of with some shears. I like to think that he's like some, you know, like people only see him running. It's like I like to imagine that <laughs> he he can blend in enough with people that he has like multiple part-time jobs. Yeah. <laughs> but he's at really bad time management, so he's always late. It's like, oh shit, I overslept. <laughs> oh god, I gotta go to my third shift. My clothes are too big to drive a car. Oh. I gotta run. And that's the sheep man right there. Running <laughs> to his new job. Uh, just fucking running through the Amish fields. I guess it's one of those things they told kids in the Waterford area in Erie County. Like, watch out. Watch be out for good. the Amish? Be good or the sheep man will get you. Hey, any Mennonite listeners out there? Any any Amish people listening? We got any us? Amish listeners? Um, you tuning in on your uh, crank radio? I would love to see the Amish Mafia take on the Sheep Man. I think that's a great movie or script that I'd love to write. You ever watch that show, Amish Mafia? Uh, I saw like a little bit of one episode at one point. It's pretty fucking funny. This idea that there's this Amish mob within the Amish community that settles scores and debts and stuff within their little community. Like, oh, Jeremiah came by and he torched my fucking tractor. Then you like go get the you go get Eli and the Fogman Amish Mafia and two the two fucking like uh, goons show up with like a fucking shotgun and like fucking take out Jeremiah's horse's knees or Torch's barn. We're like this is from Jebediah, motherfucker. Then you owe money. It's like and it was like so goofily edited. It was ridiculous how they edited that show. It was is on the Discovery Channel. Is that a real thing? It's a real thing. Okay. Well, it's on the Discovery Channel. It was a real show. Yeah, yeah. But is the is the mafia part of it a real? Oh, thing? I have no fucking clue. Hmm. Maybe I would I would believe it. 
Yeah. They're very, uh, you know, they're an inward focused community. Yeah. They don't, uh, you know, they want to like separate. They want to settle their own scores within their own community. So I could see a mafia type uh, La La Costa Nostra uh, showing up in the. uh, What's that in uh, Amish? What's that in uh, Pennsylvania Dutch? I don't know. I don't know what Pennsylvania Dutch sounds like. It's like German, right? Yeah. It's a weird... But they, like, there's still a German. ton of people to speak it. But I would love to see them take on the uh, the Sheepman. Wow. Sheepman terrorizing the, the Amish community. And then they there. go to that abandoned farmhouse and they they try to kill the Sheepman. But he's been living there ever since his family, you know, he killed his family. I, 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 he t- brings all his victims' bodies back there. He's got like all Jesus these Christ. like altars made of bone. <laughs> Where's like, you know, he like eats the flesh and stuff. Just like a sheep. Just like a sheep. <laughs> and uh That's what I'm saying. It's like they keep saying something. It's like you're, you're not, he's not a sheep anymore. His sheep qualities are totally overshadowed by all the other shit you guys are giving him. You feel like it's maybe actually a sheep squatch? <laughs> sheep squatch is, I think, a way better name for him. Yeah. Sheep Squatch. Which is also fucking great. Yeah. Sheep Squatch. Goat men. There's a bit of, there's a apparently a wide menagerie of uh yeah. cryptids that are half half sheep or goat and half man or ape. We've talked about it before on uh human hybrids, you know. It's uh it's very possible that you could mate with a pig. Yeah. So you could fuck a squanch. I mean it would be very difficult. But it is a life goal. Yeah. For you. Yeah. I mean, the, I think the trick with the squonk is you got to make it comfortable. Yeah. So you probably Home have mirrors. to dress like hemlock and just lay in the wilderness for a while until the squonks start to like, you know, be terrified underneath your, your, your hemlock bush. And then I guess, yeah. And eventually you start to, to like whisper to them. Uh-huh. And the squonk thinks that they're like communing with nature. But you say like real nasty shit to him like, ooh. God, gross. You know, dirty talk. This sounds rude. I don't want to do this about a squonk anymore. Let's do it. Ooh, we're going to make whoopee. I'm going to sex you up, squonk. Ooh, I'm, I'm jizzing thinking about it. Oh, wow. It's like having sex with a blanket. A wet blanket. Oh, wow. This is amazing. It's like sex with a blanket that got left outside. Oh, my God. It's like having sex with a deflated pool toy. Pool inner tube. Oh, wow. It's like having sex with the lining of a tire. Wow. Which I have done before. This is amazing. (laughs) And then, yeah. (laughs) Then you... Then your child is born and it's some real, real ugly person who's real sad all the time. If you were the Alba Twitch, yeah. what fruit would you steal? What would be your fruit? Um, It's okay if it's still apples. It could be any fruit in the world. It doesn't, any fruit in the world. You could be a cryptid who steals it. it does. And how would you play little tricks on people? Let's do oh, that. wow. That's a fun game. See, this is a hard question because what's my favorite fruit? Because that would be the fruit that I would steal. And if I was going to be an Alba Twitch, I would just go wherever they grow that fruit. What a hard question. 
What's your favorite? Oh fruit? God! Oh, easy. It's between uh, kiwis and cherries. Well, so you didn't pick a favorite. I, I, it's a toss-up between kiwis and cherries. I probably got to go with the cherry. Kiwi. I love a kiwi. Wow. I'm a kiwi freak. Jeez. What well, about those hairy little nerds? I mean, bunk funk. <laughs> Bunk bunkers. <laughs> How many other people can say that a kiwi is their favorite fruit? Kiwi is great. Don't <clears throat> shit on kiwi. I'm not shitting on kiwi. You are. I like cherries. You be like kiwi kiwis. shitter. Kiwi mm. shitter. Maybe my favorite fruit is pineapple. Great choice. I have nothing. I'm. I have nothing wrong with that choice. I. It's. It's kind it's of annoying. Difficult fruit to eat. Yeah. Because you gotta you gotta chop it. Kiwi kind of sucks too. Kiwi sucks too. Uh, cherry hard is pretty to easy. All you got to do is spit easy. the pit. Oh, so great. Um, pineapple, a little hard to get to, but worth it. Mm. I'm inclined to say pineapple. Okay. Pineapple, my favorite fruit. So, so I, I would feel move like, to Hawaii. Yeah, you, you definitely stock like resorts and like little things like that. And you terrorize like people on holiday. Yeah. Like having little fucking tropical drinks. You fucking come down. Boop. Order the fucking Mai Tai. Where's my goddamn fucking pineapple? Oh, God, it's me, Bill Clinton. I was here enjoying this resort on Jeffrey Epstein's island. <laughs> Little cryptid stole my pineapple on my drink. I'm here on Jeffrey Epstein's magical tropical island. Little cryptid stole my drink. Here's what I do to mess with people. <laughs> I'd I'd get I'd get steal a pineapple. Okay. I'd cut the top off. Uh-huh. I'd cut out the core. Core it out. Uh and then I would piss in the pineapple, put the top back on, and then throw it back at people. Oh God. Oh Jesus. This is oh. fucking threw piss on me. <laughs> this isn't a pineapple. This is a piss apple. It's a pineapple full of piss. <laughs> Normally I'd be into this. Normally I'd be into this, but I don't not, know, for I, some reason I'm not. Came here for young girls, not piss play. <laughs> There's a separate island for piss play. <laughs> the piss play resort. Piss La Playa. Piss La Playa. Come on down to Piss La Playa. Bill Clinton's resort. <laughs> um, you can go through the piss slide. It's a water slide made of piss. Oh, now I'm Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm also what? into piss play. What's the deal with piss? <laughs> All right, as a cherry harvesting little cryptid, what would I do? What would your cryptid name be? Ooh. The I could be like the cherry bomber. <laughs> I'm the cherry bomber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favorite Spider-Man villain. Ooh, I'll get bomber. you, Spidey. <laughs> and maybe I throw the little cherry pits. I bomb people's noggins with the little... I do like... Maybe I'm a flying critter. Oh. And I bomb them with the little cherry pit. Who spit that at me? <laughs> it's just me. The cherry bomber. I'd be the pineapple pisser. Yeah, you're the pineapple pisser. Classic. That's already my nickname, so <laughs> be a seamless transition for me. Those are fun. Bunk Funkers, let us know what's your favorite fruit and what kind of little cryptid critter fruit stealer would you be? Yeah. We want to know. Uh, do you think it's weird that kiwis are one of my favorite fruits? 
And anything else involving fruit, just let us know. All your thoughts yeah. on fruit. I mean, bunkfunkers, we know that you'll feel better when you send us in your letters and tell us the name of your favorite fruit. Yeah. Do or it and vegetable. we'll fucking, we'll do something with the, the information. Like read it off or something. On the next we'll do something with that information. We're not going to tell you what, yeah. but we rest assured it. it won't be some kind of, we're not going to sell it for analytics. <laughs> Don't worry. We're not going to give your favorite fruit to Google, <laughs> even though we do have a lucrative contract with them. Yeah. And we have been stealing your information surreptitiously through our website and podcasting apps. But only related to fruit. Only fruit related stuff. Person, you know, your name, date of birth. We don't give a shit. We only about fruit that. choices. We only want the fruit. If you're listening to this show and you've ever Googled a piece of fruit, that went in the database. Yeah, we dig that. Or if somebody was passing through next to you and said the word blueberry, that, that got recorded. <laughs> Everything else, we don't care. We don't care. Um... <laughs> What do, you th- what do you like about Ray's Town Ray? Ray's Town Ray, sing that song. Who da? You think he's just too much like Nessie to care? Ray's Town Ray, sing that song. Water, water. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's just like, it's, you know, I would you know, I would be wont to believe it, but uh, as like the most plausible one out of all these, but you're right. That lake didn't start till the fucking 1970s. There's, I mean, there might be like a water moccasin kind of snake thing in there but it'd be a big snake could be there's there's lake snakes right lake snakes lake snake. you know that lake is like um 30 miles long jesus big Christ. lake Christ, long lake oh yeah it's more of like a little love the jet ski that lake it looks like just a fat river which i guess <laughs> if i was a blues or jazz musician i would be fat rivers <laughs> If you were one of the, if you were one of the fucking acting brothers that was, you know, Phoenix Rivers, you'd be, you'd be fucking Fat River. <laughs> and a blues musician would work too. It also sounds like the name of a, of a fucking brewing company, like an IPA. Rivers, yeah. Yo, give me a gumball head. You guys are out. All right. Let me take a Fat River. Mmm. Hoppy. <laughs> It's mostly hops. More it's a garlic. It's hops and garlic. Hops and garlic. It's a beer. It's a garlic beer. Fat river. It was that and the least amount of moisture that we could get into it. Yeah. Oh my god. It takes 80 pounds of garlic to make one can of fat river. Totally economical. One can of fat river. <laughs> It would also work if I was a billiards player. Fat <laughs> River. It's a great name across the board. Yeah. Fat Rivers. Um, yeah, I don't know, Andy. I mean, uh, there's there's not much there's not much else to say. This is this has definitely been a fun menagerie. Um, I don't know if there's any other any other bits you want to hit or any other topics you want to talk about here with the. Uh, the cryptid is here. Um, I n- I guess not. Uh, these, I mean, Pennsylvania is home to quite a collection of cryptids. That's true. Um, you know, this is this is not even this is not even everything. Um, Pennsylvania is also 
been known for werewolf sightings. Werewolf sightings. Dogmen. Dogmen. Sasquatch. Uh, Squitch. Uh, and of course, you know, the most famous one is the mountain lion. That's true. We, we, we talked about this, I think, in our Bigfoot episode. But for years and years and years, Pennsylvania state gaming people said, or wildlife people said, like, there are no mountain lions in Pennsylvania. Right. Mountain lions do not exist in Pennsylvania. People kept seeing things. And they kept saying, no, there's no such, they don't live here anymore. There's no mountain lions in Pennsylvania. Now they've kind of reversed course and said, there could be. There are mountain lions. So these cryptids. That's the thing, right? It's like uh, the sheepman could have been a mountain lion. Yeah. Easily, I think. And, um, you know, I, I think that that kind of information gets cryptozoologists fucking horrible. Oh, my God. They go, see, I fucking told you. You science guys think you're all right. Oh, they won't. Oh, yeah. They won't stop wagging their erect penises in your face. Yeah. Something like that happens. Right. Oh, no, it's 100% true. And then, then they go, you know, see, and it's like, you know, mountain lions, mountain lions. It's, you know, I mean, a mountain lion's not as like, isn't one whimsical? of their mascots a mountain lion? <clears throat> Penn State, the Nittany Lion. One of the, one of the absolute shittiest mascots. Really? Looks like a, looks like they, looks like they lost the costume. And, they didn't have time to make one before the game. And so they went to like a thrift store <laughs> and found one that used to belong to a mascot from like 50 years ago. And the mascot wow, just recently passed away. So costume was in the thrift store. What are your top <laughs> five most fuckable college, college, college athletics mascots? Yeah. Obviously I know what number one is. Um, Bucky. Bucky, no. What's his name? Bucky no, Brewster? No. no, number one is the uh, the Bucky? mascot for Western Kentucky. That uh, red blob thing. Easily the most fuckable. <laughs> is that the Rage and Cajuns? No, no. It's the Hilltoppers. The Hilltoppers. But, that's what it is. But they got that red that red blob it's thing. It's a red blob thing. So you would yeah. put that above Bucky. What's his name? Brutus. Brutus. Brutus is, is a close second. Um, wow. I would see. definitely have thought Brutus was number one. Um. Followed by, ooh, um, uh, let's see, the USC Trojan. He's very handsome. Yeah. He's kind of a Chad. Yeah. And and he's got a horse. You get the horse involved. Um, so that's number three. Um, <laughs> okay. You got uh, two more slots? Number four. Um. Uh, <clears throat> boy, this is tough. There's just so many colleges and universities. Um, what about the Oregon Duck? The Oregon Duck, it's a good pick. <laughs> Whoops, sorry. <laughs> What's your number one mascot? Which I don't know any of these about? fucking mascots. <laughs> You know, um, I don't know him. What about the Syracuse orange? You want to fuck that color? <laughs> What's their mascot even? They're just it's an orange. They're just an orange, right? Big, yeah, it's a big orange sphere with eyes and a face. <laughs> that fucking sucks. And legs. It does have legs and arms and a hat. 
and a hat. And a baseball cap. Uh, what so, about the little Irish guy for Notre Dame? Mm, yeah, it's kind of up there. He looks frisky. Yeah. I mean, he seems more a fighter than a lover, so. You want to fuck that big U from right. Miami? Yeah. That's, the mascot is uh, is like a, 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 a stork or something. A stork. It's a bird. Um, I don't remember what kind of bird, but, uh, yeah, the orange, I'll, I'll put the orange at number four. Clemson Tigers. Um, are they tigers? Mm, that tiger doesn't do it for me. Okay. What about the LSU Tigers? Mm, the LSU Tigers is a real tiger. But well, you I also get to have... fuck Coach O. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it's Coach O, then that's a number one. <laughs> oh God, what be harder? Go Tigers. Oh, 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 I'm going to come. Seen any of these videos? <laughs> seen any of these videos of Coach O running shirtless? <laughs> no. They jog shirtless around the campus. Oh my god! All right, so you've got the LSU Tiger plus Coach O. Number one, then then the Western Kentucky thing. Yeah. Then Brutus. Okay. Uh, then the Syracuse Orange. Okay. No wait, then then uh, USC. Right, the USC Trojans. Trojan. You got one left, and then the Syracuse Orange. Then the Syracuse Orange. Wow. <clears throat> Bunk Funkers who are collegiate fans, let us know what are your top five most fuckable college mascots of all time. <laughs> Bunk Funkers, you got a lot to let us know about. Let this us one. know. We want to know these lists. There's a whole bunch of stuff. You got to let us know your favorite fruit and what kind of cryptid you would be. What would your little trick be? And what would your name be if yep. you were that cryptid right. involved with your favorite fruit? Uh-huh. Uh, and what your top five list of most fuckable college mascots. We want to know. All right. let's, And we'll expect these all by next week. <laughs> yeah. On our desks. All right, all right, Andy. Let's we. I think we've given the bunk fungers enough. Uh, they've had enough. They want to get. Uh, they want to take. Uh, they want to move the capital of cryptid, the cryptid rodeo, from Pennsylvania to somewhere else. Our, they want to crack our bell, and dress up like Ben Franklin. And by that, I mean they want us to give this their verdicts on uh, our verdicts. Yeah, I don't know how anybody else could have interpreted that any differently. Than, <laughs> um. All right, I'm going to go cryptid by cryptid. Go by cryptid, go by cryptid. So my, the first cryptid we talked about was the Alba Twitch. That's right, we did. Um, I'm going with plausible minus minus on the Alba Twitch. Uh, wow. Okay. I just don't think it's probably all that real. Okay. But you never know. Sure. Maybe there's some little sneaky little apple eater in there. Wow. Um, <clears throat> for the Waterford Sheep Man... Um, I'm going plausible molecule. Wow. Uh, I really, it's probably a local legend. It's probably, probably those FFA students that did it. Fucking FFA. Fucking FFA. Um, fucking creative agricultural farming students. Raystown Ray. Raystown Ray. Sing that song. Do da. Do da. Plausible minus. And here's why. Wow. Because I think there could actually be something. Okay. But I don't think it's. As described, yeah. a humongous plesiosaur right. remnant. Um, the squonk, plausible plus plus. <laughs> How will we ever prove it? Yeah, will we? It'll turn itself into tears. <laughs> That's right. This is going to be one of those things we'll never be able to tell because <laughs> the squonk will disappear. Oh so plausible God. plus plus, the squonk is real. Wow, 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 wow. Incredible. Um yeah, I'm going to go uh, Plausible Molecule on the Alba Twitch. 
I'm going to go plausible minus on the sheepman, which I think is probably actually a mountain lion or some kind of cougar. But they've just been calling it a sheepman, uh, even though it's nothing like a sheep <laughs> and everything like a mountain lion. Um, I, I will also go plausible minus on the Raystown Ray. There could definitely be a big ass fucking carp in there. And you're looking at it in the middle of the night with your sure light flashlight. Sponsored by Surelight. <laughs> the show is sponsored by Surelight. Um, and uh, you 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 see it, and you're like, oh, oh what the fuck? Ooh, creepy ass fish. Scares the shit out of you. You yeah. think, oh my god, the race over. See a big carp, you might take a big crap in your pants. Yeah, scares the carp out of you. Um, carpe diem. Oh god, carpe noctre sees the night. Is this guy sure has? Oh wait. <laughs> Right, it's me, Bill Clinton. I'm back. I'm back. From Jeffrey Epstein's Sacred Island, where I was not getting pissed on by underage people. I was getting pissed Wink. on by an... <laughs> Wink. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Monica Lewinsky. Wink. <laughs> Mr. President, did you just audibly wink? No. Wink. Ah. <laughs> uh, so you didn't have sex with her? Nuh-uh. Wink. <laughs> so that's not your cum on her dress? <laughs> Don't see how it could be. Wink. <laughs> Oh God! <clears throat> All right. So, what was the last one? The, sh- the squonk. Squonk. Yeah, I want to go fucking uh, <laughs> like almost goddamn case confirmed because I just want that thing to be real. Yeah, I love that thing. You're about to go sicko mode on the squonk. I'm about to go fucking full Travis Scott sicko mode on the fucking squonk Fortnite style McDonald's Happy Meal. Give me a squonk toy. Straight up, he's like a real life Pokemon. Yeah. No, I'll go like plausible. Can you imagine if the squonk was a Pokemon? He might as well squonk be. Squonk used cry. Oh, no, it disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even get to pick what it does. It just immediately cries and disappears. Oh, God. It would be like what Magikarp was to the original like Gen 1, like this useless fucking creature. Hey, at least Magikarp could tackle. He could. But then the only real purpose of Magikarp was to... Uh, evolve into Gyarados. Yeah. Which maybe Squonk evolves into fucking a Sasquatch. Squonk Squatch. Squonk Squatch. We haven't even given the Squonk a chance. We haven't given him a chance. I thought it was well worthwhile to spend all those battles tackling with the Magikarp. Because then you get a dragon. It's true. I would just give it the XP share and let it do it itself. I did it all. I did it all by myself. (laughs) But then in... Pokemon Gold and Silver, you can give, if you let your Magikarp hold the red scale, and then he evolves into Gyarados, you get a red Gyarados, which is even fucking cooler than a blue one. Yeah, that's cool. So I want a red Squonk, and whatever Squonk evolves into. No, I'll give the Squonk like a plausible, uh, what did you do? Plus, plus. plus. Yeah, I'll do that too. Yeah. sounds good. I'll have one of those. Yeah. I'll, I'll squonk what he's squonking. I'll squonk what he's squonking. But bunkfuckers, are you squonking what we're squonking down? You Pick smelling what, what we're squonking? squonking in here? Let us know what you think. Those were our verdicts on this Pennsylvania Cryptid Rodeo. Uh, email us, Mr. Oh, 
with the hashtag. What's I mean, there's clearly one hashtag. What is it? Hashtag squonk. Hashtag squonk. Squonk, squonk, squonk. Hashtag squonk. And let us know what you think about these these Pennsylvania cryptids. Were there any Pennsylvania cryptids you wanted us to cover, but we didn't? Because maybe yeah, we will in maybe a future episode. There's plenty of cryptids to go around in Pennsylvania. We could, we could bring them back. Bring them back. Bring them Have out, you ever had any run-ins with any of these cryptids? Yeah, let's hear it. You Did a squonk ever pin you to a tree or eat your apples or, you know, have long claws and try and jump down on you while you were making out? Oh, yeah, the apple twitch. He pinned me to a tree and he didn't eat my apples, you know what I'm saying? He ate my asshole. My apple. Your what? My apple. Why are you holding your tongue and saying ass apple? My asshole. He ate my asshole. Remember when you were a kid and kids? Yeah, were so anyway, you? the squonk, the, the Albert Witch pinned me to a tray. <laughs> and then he gobbled my apples. Gobbled them down real good. Oh, I was so frightened. I did not have sexual relations with the Albert Witch. Wink. <laughs> Wink. Uh, let us know what you think. Email us, mrbunkerpod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at mrbunkerpod. Find us on YouTube, mrbunkerpod. And, uh, and if you want some merch, we got some great fucking bunker merch. Oh, baby. We got merch coming out the wazoodle. Uh, free shipping to the USA, UK, Canada, and the EU. We've got uh, two different bunker tees, sweatshirts, mugs, hoodies, uh, posters, what you name it, stickers. Yeah. Um, let us know. You can find that at MrBunkersConspiracyTime.com, along with a link to our Patreon. If you want to support the show, you want to get two count them two extra episodes every single month of our patreon only show andy and rt bunked plus fun behind the scenes content access to the bunker discord the newsletters um you can find that at patreon.com forward slash mr bunker pot so andy ready to leave the keystone state by anything any last words for the keystone state hey pennsylvania thanks for this rich menagerie of wonderful cryptids please don't change a thing keep having great cryptids within your state borders and we'll keep chronicling them because we love cryptids um so great work everybody in pennsylvania well great work but uh especially thank you to governor pennypacker for authorizing the first raystown dam without which we may never have had raystown ray thank you governor pennypacker and for packing those pennies. Yeah. Nice and tight in those little rolls. Oh. So fresh to crack open a new the one. The governor's number one responsibility. <laughs> packing pennies. Making sure all the pennies are in order. Well, thank you to Governor Penny Packer, but now thank you to the titular Mr. Bunker. But uh, what do I fucking say at the end of the show? You say, you say, uh, well, not, not for the titular Mr. Bunker, Bunker but for oh. my scrimp. Co-host, Annie Hart. I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Squonk. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional book, book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading! reading.